Welcome to Aquifer's Educator Connection Podcast, where expert health professions educators share their tips about using Aquifer's virtual patient cases and resources to enrich learning. I'm Lynn Robbins, your host for this podcast. Today I'm joined by Dr. Sherilyn Smith, who'll share the ways that she uses Aquifer cases as standardized patients to help preclinical and clinical medical students sharpen their clinical reasoning skills. Dr. Smith is the Chief Academic Officer of Aquifer and a Professor of Pediatrics at the University of Washington School of Medicine. Welcome, Sherilyn. Thanks so much for taking the time to speak with me today. I am so happy to be here. So, Sherilyn, we were colleagues at the University of Washington School of Medicine for a very long time. Could you give me a thumbnail history of your involvement with Aquifer? I'm also really interested in hearing about how your roles as a professor of pediatrics at the UW and as Aquifer's chief academic officer are connected. So I've been with Aquifer for a super long time. I was there at the very beginning when Aquifer started as in pediatrics as CLIP. And at the University of Washington, and where I really became familiar with Aquifer and um, how to best use the cases was when I was a pediatric clerkship director and watched the cases evolve to meet a need in pediatrics. Now I'm the chief academic officer, so I help edit cases and things like that over the past 20 years. So I know you, and I know that you do not waste time on things. Clearly, you're a case advocate, and I would love for you to tell me a little bit about what it is that makes you invest the kind of time that you do in these aquifer cases? That's a great question. I always remember the cases that I have seen. And so the idea of creating cases so students could really work through how a patient presents, they with chest pain or a kid that presents with a cough, that's so much better than just reading a textbook. To me, these are like standardized patients this was a really an opportunity to focus on how are you thinking about this patient? Are you picking up the things that are important or not? And, and it allowed me to do that without being in the room with them. When I began to think about the cases like that, then it was like, wow, I can find out how they're thinking about this and why they came to the differential diagnosis that they did. Or their note is really great. And it's because they captured all the information that they needed to. And it's fun because once you realize the possibilities, then it allows you to innovate as an educator. That concept of using the cases as standardized patients is really an intriguing one. Maybe you could walk us through some of the ways that you actually do that. These are great patient cases. And so you can trust that the students, if they work through them, they will get the knowledge. And then as a faculty person, you can then bring them together and have a group discussion because you know that all of the students have the content. And so then you can facilitate that. Or somebody you're working with can have just the little synopses and then they can have that conversation with them. Setting up your curriculum so that you know that these, these students have seen you know, these specific cases. They're assigned. You know they've worked through 12 internal medicine cases. You can link them up. And then you, as a faculty person, can then engage in a discussion right there uh, with them. Or if you don't have the faculty time, again, I said residents can do that. I have colleagues who have used this as the foundation for residents as teacher. But again, it's that I know what the content is. I know that they have seen this type of patient, right? And that they can, and the students can do it on their own time. 
And so you can build into your curriculum a little bit of that control and say, and this is, I know that you can come and you will be ready. And then it's like, so share, right? Everybody had to write a note, right? So you can have peer discussion about what was, what went in, what didn't. Um, you can practice differential diagnoses um, as a group or individually. Everybody's getting the same content. Everybody's seeing the same patient. What is the goal for your course? And then have your faculty members, as I said, teed up with their little synopses and they can pull on their own experience and then have that, that higher level discussion and, and extend, the, extend your reach as a clerkship director because you can't, or a course director, because you cannot see everybody. And as a, as a teacher, it's just like ready-made content, right? And then you can leverage, you know, the teachers can leverage their own experience right, to make it even more engaging for the students. And the students can learn at a, a, a deeper level because they're not hearing the concepts for the first time. They're extending their own knowledge. Again, that idea of proximal development, right? Getting them to the next step um, and setting them up so they can do that. And I think, right, I think we talked about this a little bit, but maybe not head on, that it lowers the bar. Like you and I know it, UW, if you ask somebody to teach a small group session, they're going to be thinking about how many hours they're going to have to be putting in. The, The case provides the content. And so the facilitator comes with years of experience and and a framework like the case to use it. Exactly. Yep. And it's it's it lowers the bar. You're absolutely right. And then and then they can build on and and students value that so much, right? They want to see the connection between what they've learned either in their textbook, in the case, whatever it is that you provide them as a teacher to real the real world. And so, and, and faculty and residents love to do that too, right? So it's a win-win right there. Um, it's the extending of the knowledge. It's that connection to real patients, previous knowledge. And it is, it is low, it is a low barrier because if the student asks you a question about something in the case, well, then you can look it up or they can turn around and ask the student to explain it. That's another way to, to get around that. Does it make sense to talk about using these cases as standardized patients first for preclinical students and then for clinical students? Yeah, that's a great idea because you're right. The students are, are in different places and you're going to be looking at different things. I would say that the hook for both of them is around that clinical reasoning. So for preclinical students, the way that, that we have done this is that you don't want to assign too many cases. Um, so one case and then have the students work through the case up to the point where you're interested in whatever it is that you want to have them spend more time. I go in and pick cases from the case library and say, this is a great case because it talks about anemia. And so this is linked up to our hematology course. So I worked with some students at University of Washington and said, these are the great, these are the courses, this would be really great. And here's the content that matches up. And then what we've done is then say, okay, now what's important in this history that you have gone through? And so you're going to have a small group discussion or one-on-one with the student and say, tell me what's important. And then you get to ask the fun questions and why, why is it important? How is it, how are you unpackaging your thought process? You can take them up to that point and then ask the next question again, building um, and what part of the physical exam is going to be important for you to, to help understand what's going on with this patient and why this allows you to slow down, ask the why, and then have that conversation. You can have them work all the way up to the differential diagnosis. This is one of my favorite things. And then say, okay, now you've seen 
You've done the history. You've done the physical. I, as the instructor, know what the content is. Write a SOAP note uh, about what you know, and then take a stab at your at the assessment and plan. And then the great thing is they can do that, and then you can, and then we have discussions afterwards about well, why did you choose that? Uh, what are some of the alternatives? I will tell you as a, as remediation for some of our OSCEs, I just say work up to finish the physical exam. You write a note, and then it, it has uncovered things in students who have struggled, like prema, premature closure. <laughs> It's like, well, you, you didn't pick up that really important thing. Like the patient has HIV. Why wasn't that in your note? So that's the preclinical. In clinics, it, there is an assumption that they kind of know the basics and I don't have to spend time on that. And it's much more on sort of the cognitive process and having a bit more fun. So um, one of the elements in the cases, um, again, standardized patient kind of thought, the, one of the activities in the case is uh, for the students to create a summary statement. It's an advanced skill to be able to summarize everything that you know about the patient in three to four sentences. And so their ability to do that is, is you know, improves over time. The hook for them is if you can do this in writing, you'll be able to shine when you give oral presentations because that's part of it. So I've had students, you know, they, they go through the cases and then I do sampling over time and watch the students progress. And if they are not progressing, then it's an opportunity for me to talk to them and finding out what's what's difficult for them. And also celebrate and say, I can tell the difference between you know week one and week three. You're making great progress. And here is one other thing that you can do to make it even better. We've also, in COVID, um, one of the things that we did is that if you're not seeing a, type, a specific type of patient, you can have them do this as a standardized patient and have them write up the soap note. It's another way to see how are they thinking? How, how is this coming together? Are they picking up all the information or are they just repeating all the information that they have, which is that's not what you want either, right? So it's that, that ability to sort through what's important. You know, we've, we've covered a lot of ground, Sherilyn, and I'm curious, what do you want people to walk away with knowing about you know, how you can really leverage these aquifer cases and use them as standardized patients in your undergraduate medical school curricula? Yeah. So I, I think the main things I want, I would hope that people know and can walk away with is the structure of these cases make it so that it's really easy. It's the history, the physical, the differential diagnosis, and the treatment plan. So that's a nice framework right there. And then building on that, knowing that you can find, you have to spend a little bit of time selecting your cases, right? And there's easy ways to do that. So whether it's for preclinical and linking to your courses, or you're in your family medicine, you know, case, your course, that's, that's another way to do it. So select those, the cases that you really want to focus on, and then the students will have an opportunity to deliver practice on things like writing notes coming up with differential diagnoses, creating summary statements. I would say that those are my top three. And then really fleshing out their management plans. Uh, what a great way, you know, another thing, a group discussion. And it doesn't have to be all individual, um, even though that's the way I like to think about it. I always think about if I can do this with an individual, how can I then do it a scalable with my whole clerkship, with groups in my clerkship, and then go from there. So those would be the things that I would hope that people could think about, realize a standardized patient, 
and then that structure built in right into the cases to help them out. Sherilyn, thanks so much for taking the time to share your thinking about using aquifer cases as standardized patients and also for describing some really practical approaches to integrating them into both preclinical and clinical curricula. Oh, well, thanks, Lynn, for helping me unpackage what I think about and what I'm so passionate about. I think it's such a great opportunity. And going back, it's so fun to innovate with this and to think about how might I use this to help my students. Thanks for joining us this week for Aquifer's Educator Connection podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's discussion about how to use aquifer cases as standardized patients. Show notes from today's episode with additional links and resources are available on aquifer.org. There you can also find information about our podcast series, our Teaching Perspectives in Pearls blog, and our webinar and web shops. You can subscribe and listen to the series on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can follow us on Twitter to keep up with the latest news. While you're at it, if you found value in the podcast, tell a colleague and leave us a review. Until next time, be well. The Aquifer Educator Connection Podcast is a product of Aquifer, your trusted source for clinical learning. It is produced and hosted by Lynn Robbins. The show's executive producer is Eileen Olszewski. Audio editing and mixing by Matt Perkins. The show's artwork was created by Carrie Waters. The theme music, Little Idea, is written and performed by Scott Holmes. For more information, please visit our website, www.aquifer.org. <laughs>